Hello, and welcome to Piecing the Parsha Together. This week's Parsha is Emor. <clears throat> Emor contains within it, the beginning of the Parsha is very focused on the Kohanim, and the end of the Parsha is focused on the Muadim, which is obviously something more general. Is there a way to see any kind of linkage in these partios, these subjects in the Parsha. Of Moshe Feinstein in the Drash, Moshe observes that most of the time, when a set of laws is introduced in the Torah, it's Vyadabi Hashem Moshe Lemor, the Lushan of Dibor, the verb Dibor is in the intensive form. In Hebrew, it's a it's a stronger form of expression, usually translated as lashon kasha, which would mean hard, but not necessarily negative, but a intense form of speech, as opposed to this parsha, which is vayomer Hashem el Moshe. Hashem spoke to Moshe, said to Moshe, "Emor el say to the Kohanim." is a is a softer, lighter form, and Rav Moshe says. That the idea that is conveyed here is that becoming a Kohen should not be viewed as something that is a significant thing, a tremendous burden. So you speak in a softer language. It is true that the Kohanim have additional laws, the Kedusha put on them, but that should not be looked at as a burden. And he goes as far as to say that they should accept this besimcha v'tuv levav, happy heart. It's really big, significant thing. If it's not so light, then he says, maybe they're not really fit to be kohanim. And Rav Moshe will then extend this because he says the idea of the kohanim, their specific roles as teachers of B'nai Yisrael. They will teach the mishpatim, the ordinances to, to B'nai Yisrael, to the Jewish people. And he extends that to people in Chinuch. And it is at times very difficult to be involved in Chinuch and to try to address all of the students' needs. But he says they have to accept this with Ahava and Simcha. It should not be considered something that is a burden to them. And he says, if it's not the way they look at it, Yosir Tov, Rav Moshe concludes by saying, Shalom Ya'asof B'chinuch, he should not be involved with Chinuch, in Roy Lazen, it's not really fit for that. I was thinking that this Rav Moshe is Lishi Taso, it is his opinion. Because there is a, a, fr- a comment that I have heard from Rav Moshe Feinstein that people used to say, oh, it's Shver's design a year, it is very difficult to be a Jew. And Rav Moshe says that that attitude caused more Jews to leave. The Jewish people and other things, all the other other persecutions and prosecutions that have occurred throughout history. And we have to view Judaism as something that's making us happy, the opportunity to fulfill Hashem's mitzvahs. So Moshe says that this holds as well to the people who are responsible for teaching the Torah. To extend on this, I was excited to see recently my Rebbe Reb Eisman. Uh, has a new safer that was put out by his family. 
well, the depths of, ma of majesty, and there's a, a piece there from, I think it was 2009, where he is bothered that at the end of the second, as he says, the second section of this Parsha, which focuses on animals and Tumatahara, I think related to that, you have the Pasuk of Vinikdashti Basak Bene Israel, which we learn out the mitzvah of, of Kiddush Hashem. And why is that mentioned in the context of the laws of Piggle? The laws of say that if a coin has in mind when he's performing various parts of the Avoda, that he's going to do it at the wrong time. He's going to eat the meat at the wrong time, it becomes Piggle. Why does that mention, Revisman wants to know, why is there where it mentions the idea of Kiddush Hashem? Of Kiddush Hashem? And Revisman says, really, actually, if you look at the Parsha, it mentions Kiddushim two other times. One place where it talks about the Kohanim should not cut out part of their hair, make some sort of bald spot in mourning. Another part, it talks about the Kohanim and their loss of, of Tumah Tahara. It mentions both places, the idea of don't be Mechal Hashem Shemayim. So, what's the link, Revisman wants to know. And Revisman says, that the idea is really focused on the Kohanim themselves. And the Kohanim have to view themselves as elevated group of people. And therefore, that elevation applies. They can't have physical defilement. They can't make, they can't maim themselves. And also when it comes to Tumat Tahara, spiritually they can't maim themselves. They can't lower themselves. So then that would have, he says with Piggle comes to the, the, the thoughts of their of their actions also has to be always appropriate. And this is the level that we should view ourselves when carrying out Hashem's mitzvahs. And a failure to carry out Hashem's mitzvahs could cause a desecration of Hashem's name. So as I read this, I was wondering. Why Piggle, of all things? Meaning to say that, why is it that the thing that carries the strength, this, this strong thing of Kares, is a question of time? There are other things that can invalidate a carbon if a coin thinks he's going to offer it or eat it in the wrong spot. That invalidates the carbon, but it doesn't have the laws of Piggle. I don't think there's a key of Kares in that situation. So what's the focus on time? I don't have a complete answer to this, I don't believe. However, if we look at what comes next in the Parsha, we see that it is Moadim, the festivals, the holidays, a focus on time. So Piggle, the emphasis is on time. And sure enough, the Torah follows afterwards by discussing the Mo'adim, the different holy times in the Jewish year. What's the significance of time? That we have so many different times of the year, which we mark as, as holy, but even if we think about our lives, 
time plays such a large role. It's Erev Shabbos, candle lighting, talk about the sunset, Shabbos starts, and it has to be um, Shkia at just the right time, and a minute later is Chilo Shabbos. Mosi Shabbos, it has to be the right time, a minute early is also Chilo Shabbos. We're focused on time, talk about davening times, chakras has to be a certain time, mincha has to be by a certain time. Large focus on time. Another way of thinking about time, again, this one is from Moshe Feinstein, further in the Jerash Moshe, is the reference to Shabbos before any other holidays, and Rav Moshe says that this has to do with Imuna. And you talk about the Shabbos of Imuna, we keep Shabbos, we're saying Hashem created the world in seven days. But the Gemara says if you don't keep the modem, it could be as if you're Michal Shabbos, there's a certain lack of Imuna. And Rav Moshe says that the holidays show us that not just Hashem created the world, but He's involved constantly. And that's what the holidays look at. Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, or put the, gave, us, gave us the Torah. He wants mankind to know what to do in the world, or, or, or Sukkot is involved in Providing for the B'nai Yisrael in Midbar. So we have Emuna. So we can look at almost two different ways perhaps to look at time. But really, maybe, the idea of time is, the Sorno says in Parshish Bo, why is the first mitzvah Kiddush HaChodesh? Because now that we are free, we're no longer slaves in Mitzrayim, we are masters over time. And I think that this may help explain the connection. I remember probably 30 years ago, Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot fell out as three-day holidays. And Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, you're in Shul. I made a comment, and I was much younger at the time, to my mother that implied, and I don't think that was my intention, but that is how it came out as a young child, that was just the best use of our time. My mother was bothered by that. I don't remember her exact words, but I feel like there might have been a sense of my mother, my, would be my grandmother, made sacrifices to be a Jew, specifically the Holocaust, and, and I was not appreciating shul, the idea of a three-day Yom Tov. We could say that it's difficult to be Jewish because we have so many time obligations. We have to go dav and shachris min chamariv. We have to go to shul on the Yomim Tovim and spend lots of hours in shul. And you look around at other nations, it's true they have holidays, but the time commitment is not the same. And it's tough to be a Jew. Alternatively, look at the opportunities that Hashem gave us. We have the opportunity to sanctify a Shabbos every week. We could say we have the opportunity to sanctify a Rosh Chodesh every month. We have the opportunity several times during the year to sanctify Yom Tovim and to focus on all of the 
lessons that each one of those Yomim Tovim contains, whether it's Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkis, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. And that's the glory of what it means to be a Jew. And Rav Moshe's lesson at the beginning of the Parsha, therefore applies at the end of the Parsha as well. So many times Hashem wants us to take off from our work and spend time with Him. And that could be viewed as a burden, and to the uninitiated, it might be. I'd rather be on my smartphone. I'd rather be TikTok and Twitter. No, we have the opportunity to be with Hashem. To sanctify our time, we have control over our time. As Jews, and that's what it means. There's no burden. It's only the sanctification. And that, maybe you talk about the Kohanim, we talk about Kiddush Hashem. Live our lives. And time matters. Everybody appreciates that they wish they had more time. But for us, we try to utilize it. We try to sanctify it. And that is the message, perhaps, of Emor. That the significance of the time we have as Jews, as members of Klai Yisrael, just take that and recognize that. We talk about the Omer. We have 49 days even. It's the small thing to count every day. But we have this opportunity to focus on growing ourselves during the Omer even. Every day is significant. Hashem wants us to recognize those opportunities. I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos. I thank you for listening. And I hope to see you next time.